Welcome to the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Castell. My hope is that this podcast will be a place to encourage women to shine their lights brightly and authentically by unapologetically being who God called us to be. You can expect to hear me talk about things like Jesus, how ghetto adulting is, finances, dating, therapy, and honestly, everything in between. My prayer is that each episode you will walk away feeling encouraged, inspired, and seen. Let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Shine Bright Podcast. As always, I'm your host and your homegirl, Brianna Christelle, and I thank you for being here, for tuning in, for listening. It has just been so love bucket filling to watch all of the plays and listens and downloads and things go up. It has been a little bit over a year since I launched this podcast, and I'm just super grateful for all of you guys for tuning in, all the positive feedback etc. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome again to the Shine Bright Podcast. Here we talk about a little bit of everything from a millennial Christian perspective. We talk about dating, talk about money, talk about what's going on in my life. Um, Today we're talking about an epiphany that I've had about dating. So just thanks again for tuning in and hope that you enjoy it here. How is your heart, sis? So I like to start off every episode of my podcast with the question, how is your heart? If you've been tuning in for a while, you know why I do this. But if you're new, um, I like to ask myself and others the question, how is your heart? Because I feel like it's a very pointed question. It really causes people to pause and be like, wait, how am I doing? And really just check in with yourself. And after, you know, the year that we've had the ups and the downs and just adulting in general. I think it's really important to pause and and check in with yourself to say like, how am I actually doing? And to address that. So I like to start with answering the question myself and then inviting you guys to take a moment to pause and do that as well. So I mentioned just how grateful I am for the support um, around this podcast. And my heart is truly, truly grateful um, for the ways in which you guys have showed up. Uh, You guys have encouraged me like doing a podcast is not easy, especially when you have a full time job and, you know, you're doing stuff on the side, which I am. And so this has been like truly a labor of love. (laughs) And I just really appreciate how you guys have shown up in this community. And so what I'm grateful for most and specifically today is some of the reviews that you guys have left me. I've shared with you guys multiple times that my love language is words of affirmation. So when I am affirmed with words, it just makes my little heart smile. And so some of the reviews that you guys have left have done that. Um, And so I want to read a couple just to highlight you guys and let you know that I do read these reviews. Um, I got one from someone named Love Dogs, and it says, Sis's topics hit different. Brianna Christelle is transparent in every episode. She has created such a dynamic space to normalize taboo topics and give voice to women who are learning to express themselves. Seriously, I love it here. I'm so happy you love it here, girl. <laughs> um, I got another um, review from someone named Sunny2854 says, give it a listen. It's like having a conversation with my big sis. As the only child with no big sis, lol, I absolutely love this pod. Oh, I never had a big sister either. I appreciate you guys. Um, And then this other one is from Tiana J. And it says, this podcast is awesome because Brianna covers so many topics from singleness, Christianity, Christian culture, to buying herself a luxury bag and not being ashamed about it. She uses her voice to speak up about things that are relevant to womanhood and shines light on things that don't always 
that we don't always grow up talking about in the black community, in the church, in life. I love getting to know her in this incredible way and getting to hear all of the amazing conversations and insights that she and her guests share. I'm always reminded after listening to this show to shine bright on purpose. Thank you guys. Um, Like I said, love language, that's, or words of affirmation is my love language. So these reviews really do mean a ton to me. So thank you guys for leaving them. If you do enjoy this podcast, I do ask that you would leave a review. I get so many DMs and stuff about people enjoying an episode, and I'm always like, can you leave a review? Um, Only because it helps more people to be able to find this podcast, and I want this space to grow so more dope women can find it. So please, please, please consider leaving a review. Um, But yeah, overall, my heart is super grateful. Um, I remember being so afraid to start this podcast and not sure if I could, if people would listen, if I would run out of topics. Like I had all of these fears last year. And to be here a year later, however many downloads, almost 12,000 downloads and plays later, like I'm just, I'm just grateful. And so let that be encouragement to anyone who's dragging their feet on doing something because they're afraid, like do it anyway, sis, you got this. (laughs) But that is how my heart is doing. Now it's time for you to check in. How is your heart doing? How are you feeling? How has this week been for you? Memorial Day. Uh, For those that are listening in the United States, I never want to neglect my international listeners because y'all be showing out too. I don't know who's listening from Germany, but y'all are like the second most listened to country, if that makes sense. Like obviously my main base is US, but Germany is right there. And I'm like, yes, okay, shout out to Germany. Invite me over there when the pandemic is over. (laughs) Um, But yeah, how are you feeling for those that are in the US? What are your plans for Memorial Day? Have you thought about it? Are you going to rest? Are you going to go out, see friends, see family? What will fill your love bucket the most this weekend? But time to check in, sis. How's your heart? All right. So this week's episode, I want to talk about... Lori Harvey and what I have learned from her and how she has inspired my uh, my current approach <laughs> to dating. So for those that do not know, Lori Harvey is the stepdaughter of Steve Harvey and she has gotten a lot of press um, in the past several years from her very public relationship. So she is about I think she's like 26 or 27 years old. So she's young and she's had several very public relationships. She was engaged um, back in 2016 to a professional soccer player. That all of a sudden ended. And I remember seeing a picture of Lori Harvey and Trey Songs, and he was like kissing her foot. Like they were laying on the couch. And he was like kissing her foot. So she had a very public dating relationship with um, Trey Songs. She also has dated a future. Everybody knows about that relationship. He's a, a rapper. I think most people know future. She dated Diddy allegedly, and she also dated his son Justin. So <laughs> it's definitely been um, a little messy in some places. Um, but now she is currently dating Michael B. Jordan, who is, I feel like, everybody's crush well most people's crush and he is most famously known for his role as the villain killmonger in black panther 
So when she was dating Future, like everybody was like talking about how she's dated so many people. And now that she's with Michael B. Jordan, and it appears to be like a happy relationship. Um, there's been a lot of talk about like, yo, this girl has dated a lot of people. And what does that say for her reputation? All of this other stuff. And I have stayed quiet on this topic for a while um, because baby, I was taking notes. Okay. (laughs) And while I feel like a lot of people were bashing Lori for all of these people that she has dated, I have been a little inspired by her and maybe not in the way that you would traditionally think not just inspired because she's dated all of these like high professional high profile people but I was thinking I'm like imagine the dating stories that Lori has to tell her future children one day like if they're like mom like tell me about the the you know the most exotic date you ever went on or the most lavish gift that you ever got like Sis, I'm sure, dating Diddy, Future, Killmonger, like, Sis got some stories. And that kind of inspired me. And I had to do my own reflection. And I realized that I am a person who has always taken dating very seriously. And I've always said, like, dating with the intent to marry, um, courting, like, that's my end goal. And I've realized that while, listen, let's be clear, marriage is still my end goal. But I've realized that I put so much pressure on dating that it wasn't It hasn't always been fun for me. And I wonder if, you know, my single ladies listening can attest to it. But like sometimes we put so much pressure on what we want the outcome to be that we don't enjoy the actual process. Right. Am I right? Or is it just me? I had this epiphany recently when I was actually talking to one of my clients. He's a 70 year old white guy, doctor. Um, and we were talking about dating because anytime I go see him, he just loves to ask me about my dating life and I'd be trying to dodge his questions. But finally, one day I just indulged him and he was like, you know, like, you know, a pretty girl like you, why aren't you dating? Like what's going on? And I hate when people say that. Um, but anyways, I was like, I was just telling him, I'm like, yo, like dating, it's a lot of disappointment, you know, like when you're, you got, first of all, there's so much small talk and there's a lot of disappointment because you get your hopes up and you're like, oh my gosh, it's going to be the one. And then they either ghost you or you see something about them that you're like, oh, absolutely not. And you just have to deal with the roller coaster of emotion that is dating and it's not fun. And he was like, dating should be so much fun. And he gave me some amazing advice. And he's like, you probably are approaching dating like an interview. Like you are interviewing these people to see if they're going to make it past round one, if they're going to get the job, if you're going to hire them. And I'm like, absolutely. Cause I don't have time to waste. That's exactly what I'm trying to do. And he's like, you know, the way that I approach dating was to have as much fun as possible. And I know people hear fun and their mind automatically goes to like casual hookups and things like that. But that's not necessarily the case. He was like, you know, I, my first dates were always a museum or paintballing. Well, he didn't say paintballing, but he was old. So they didn't have that at the time, but he's like, you know, a museum or some sort of like fun thing to do. He's like, don't make 
dinner your first date because it is an interview. Like you are grilling them to see if they answer all of your questions right. They're grilling you and it's an interview. And who wants to go on like, you know, several interviews a week? And I was like, that is such a great point. I have been approaching dating in a very interview style and not a, yo, let's have fun. Let's go do something fun. Let's go bowling. Let's go painting. Let's go take a dance class. Like that has not been my approach at all. And so thus I haven't enjoyed it. And so thus I've avoided it. And again, there is a lot of disappointment that comes with dating. But I think for me, changing my perspective and taking this uh, old man's advice on dating really helped me to think about how can I enjoy dating? How can I take the pressure off of the end result? And how can I look at this as an adventure? And that has been huge for me. And so I found this article called 10 Things Dating Should Feel Like and 10 Things It Shouldn't. And the subtext says, for a very confused generation. (laughs) Okay, it's me. I'm a confused generation. (laughs) But it had some really good pointers. And it was a really good, like, gut check for me because I'm like, wait, does dating feel like this for me? And the answer for a lot of these was no. But number one, it said dating should feel fun. You should laugh and smile more than anything else. It should feel like dancing freely in a room where no one is judging you. Dating should not feel like a game of Survivor, a game where you're manipulating and plotting to see who is the last person standing, winning whatever game you think you're playing. How many of us date like it's Survivor? I know I did. (laughs) That was my go-to way of dating. But now I want dating to feel fun. I want to laugh more on my dates than I'm grilling them. And again, you're still taking time to get to know these people, but you're doing it from a lens of I'm not tied to how this is going to end. Like I'm not married to the ending. Am I hoping that these things end well? Of course, but it's not the forefront thing that I'm trying to get out of the date. I'm trying to, yes, get to know a person, but just enjoy myself. You feel me? (laughs) Number two, it says dating should feel easy. Not the kind of easy that makes you complacent or inattentive, but the kind of easy that's light and relaxing. The kind of easy that makes you feel at home. Dating shouldn't feel hard, It shouldn't be difficult that you spend most of your time frustrated and disappointed. It shouldn't feel like you're always one step away from breaking your heart or someone else's. Come on, y'all. Come on. This is, I know this is preaching to somebody. It's preaching to me. (laughs) But when I changed my perspective and I started looking at dating as something fun, because how many of us say like, oh my gosh, I hate dating. And like, that might be true, but that perspective is probably carrying into your dates, right? Like your date might feel like, oh, she doesn't really want to be here. Or she feels like, you know, there's so much pressure on this. Like, oh my goodness, she doesn't want her heart broken. She's so guarded. Like we can come into a date with all of those things and that stuff can be felt. So dating should be fun. It should be easy. Number three, dating should feel freeing. 
You should feel like you're giving yourself to someone who wants to know you and who really cares about you. It shouldn't feel suffocating. You shouldn't feel chained to some rules or advice in your head. And now I'm not going to go through all 10, but another one that my therapist always says and has been trying to get me on board with is that dating should feel enlightening. Like you should be finding out more about who you are and what you love. Like it, dating should be an experience that makes you grow and learn more about yourself and the world around you. And she says it shouldn't feel, you know, confusing. It shouldn't feel like, I mean, well, okay, sometimes it can be confusing, but I think dating is an opportunity to learn yourself and learn what you like if you are open to it. Now, you don't want to be the, what's the word for it? Like, Inspector Gadget is what's coming to head, but that's not what I was thinking. But you don't want to be the person, like, I was catching myself on dates when I was going through this perspective of like, oh my gosh, is this going anywhere? Like, where are we going? What are we? Like, I was catching myself looking for any little sign of incompatibility to like, be like, nope, next, like, this is, we can't do this. But if you look at it through a lens of like, what can I learn from this? Like, what can this person teach me about me or teach me about what I like? Like, I went on a date with a guy Um, once who smelled amazing like his cologne like I wanted to date his cologne okay (laughs) like it smelled so good and I realized I was like huh like a man's smell is really important to me so I learned that about myself through dating this person I have learned things that I do not like I don't like someone reaching into my plate to grab my pork tacos. (laughs) Shout out to those of you guys who have listened to my episode, the four worst dates that I've ever been on. If you have not listened to that podcast episode, go back and listen. But it was on that date where homie reached in my plate and grabbed my pork tacos that I realized I don't like a man that is going to reach in my plate. (laughs) That's a small thing, but Um, feeling protected. Like I went on a date with this guy and we went to a gun range to, um, shoot guns. And it was both of our first times. And when I say I was terrified, I, okay, this is a side note story. I've never shot a gun before. I did not grow up around guns. That was not a part of the life that I lived. If people had guns around me growing up, like I never knew about it, never seen a gun, never held a gun, nothing. So I went to this gun range. And we both were like, oh, this would be a great first date. You know, neither one of us, neither one of us have done it. And so we get there and there were so many guns. I was like, oh my gosh, like do all of these have ammo? Like what is, what is happening? These things can kill somebody. Like I was just overwhelmed. And so we're standing in line, we get to the front and the person asked for our IDs. We gave them to him and he's like, oh, is your first time shooting before? And we were like, yep, both of ours. And he's like, oh, at 20, and I don't remember how old I was, but he's like, oh, at 20, blah, 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 that's your first time shooting a gun? And 
we were like, yeah. And he's like, I was like, well, what, when was your first time shooting a gun to the person that was talking to us? He was like, I've been shooting since I was eight. And I was just like, wait, what? And this was like kind of like a really redneck white guy. And it just made me feel very uneasy. Uh, like, okay, why have you been shooting a gun since you were eight, sir? Like, I have very, I have many questions. But anyway, so we we took this little class to kind of teach us how to shoot the gun and all that stuff since it was our first time. And they put us in, um, there's a rifle bay and there's a, um, what is it? No, it's a pistol bay and a rifle bay. Yeah. So the pistol bay is like with handguns. And so when you're in the pistol bay, it's only people shooting pistols. So it's pop, 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 but it's just pistols. But the pistol bay was full. So we ended up having to go to the rifle bay, which is people shooting like semi-automatics like like it was intense so we get in there and literally if you've never been around like a gun being shot or never any of that stuff you can literally feel it in the air like when a gun is shot near you like you can feel it and so every we were right next to a person that was using some sort of semi-automatic rifle and it was like and literally my whole body jumped every pop 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 and I was so terrified this was also after um the mass shooting in I think it was California um Tia and Tamara if you know sister sister it was the one where their niece had passed away in the shooting and so I'm already like oh my goodness like my mind was just going to like all the mass shootings that there have ever been and just feeling like oh my goodness is this what these people were hearing and feeling like I can't even imagine how afraid they were I went to like Sandy Hook and that um, elementary school where all those kids lost their life and I like burst out into tears like I was not okay and I actually left we had a whole box of ammunition I think like a hundred rounds and I was like I shot two and then even that okay this is a long story anyways I shot two um guns or shoot what I don't even know how to speak gun talk but I shot two bullets and the way that like it kicked back and like the reverberation in my body I was like oh no like this is there's too much power in this like this can take lives like that's where my mind went y'all like I was not okay so I ended up being like no I'm not okay I have to leave so I ended up leaving and the guy that I was with was kind of looking at me like so are we like did we just waste our money like are we and he didn't say that but like I feel like he was kind of like like okay let me know when you're ready to go back in and I was like oh no there's no ready to go back in like I'm actually done here (laughs) and I didn't feel very comforted or protected in that moment. He was like, okay, I'm gonna go back in there and shoot a couple of these rounds. And I was like, okay, like, and you know, like, I I don't know. I feel like there could have been a more of an attempt to be like, okay, like, you know, what's going on? What's, what's scaring you here? Okay, we don't have to do this anymore. Or like, do you mind if I go back in? Do you want to sit? Like, there was just no attempt to comfort. Anyways, long story short, on that date, I realized that it was important for me to feel safe and protected and my feelings considered when I am on a date with somebody. And the last one from the list that I really liked is that dating should feel daring. It should feel adventurous. It should teach you new things, take you new places, literally and figuratively that you've never been before. Dating should not feel daunting. 
it shouldn't make you bitter, angry, or just plain tired all the time. And that's how I was feeling about dating. I was like, oh my goodness, like, okay, another coffee with somebody that feels like an interview or, you know, another moment where I feel like he answered the question wrong. And it wasn't fun. It wasn't daring. I wasn't doing new things. I was just going to restaurants and interviewing people. And it was not fun. And with my new approach of being like, you know what? I'm going to have fun. I'm going to have new experiences. I'm going to see what I can learn about myself in this process. Yes. Do I hope that I meet my husband one day with one of these guys that I date? Absolutely. Am I open to that? Absolutely. But I am releasing myself from the pressure of feeling like I'm holding my breath on every day. What will happen will happen. What's meant to be will be or won't be. But you know what? I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to get some great stories out of this for the podcast. Okay. Get some great content to come back and tell (laughs) y'all. Hopefully I don't have any more horrible dates, but you know what? I'm having fun. Well, I'm learning to have fun. This is still very new. I'm sharing you guys, sharing this with you guys as I'm like actively trying this. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Lori Harvey has inspired me to date a lot and be open to dating rappers and actors and ballers (laughs) and professional athletes. (laughs) No, I'm playing. I'm kidding, but I'm not. Um, Holla at me, Michael B, if it don't work out. (laughs) Just kidding. They look super, super happy and they're a very, very beautiful couple. Um, But yeah, your girl has decided to let the stress of dating go because it can be a lot of fun if I let it, and I, you know, I have several friends that are, you know, online dating and all that stuff as well. And I think we both have shared similar sentiments about being frustrated with the dating game. And this is something that is a new perspective for me and a new way that I am approaching it. And so far, so good guys, so far, so good. Moral of the story, let's have fun and dating you guys. Summer is upon us. Let's release the stress and the pressure and the ticking clock in our head. Let's just have fun, okay? We've been cooped up in the house all year plus, so let's go out. Let's find new museums. Let's go ice skating. Let's do whatever. I mean, you know, let's also find our husbands. That would be great, but we don't got to put pressure on every single interaction, (laughs) So I hope this episode was helpful for somebody. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to rate the podcast, subscribe, share it with your friends, tell your homies. Thank you for all of those that have left reviews. I really appreciate it. I read every single review that comes in. Um, And yeah, until next time, I hope you guys find an excuse to shine bright on purpose. Bye, guys.